Now you know Okay, ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to another episode of Spotlight Series. I am here with my boys from Texas. It's been a while. We took a yeah. took a month sabbatical, yeah. so people can get wrestling and do other things. <laughs> but we are here, and it is August, and we are doing it's Action Blockbuster Month. We kind of mushed them together because we kind of ran out of space. But we're doing action movies, so we the first pick. We chose one of my absolute favorite movies of all time, uh, just like in the um, the Batman episodes when we were talking about like the animated stuff. Any just about anything Batman is gonna be one of my favorite things. There's some shitty Batman movies, but uh, I do have a top ten out there. But it does fluctuate. But there's some movies that will always be there, like Aliens will always be in the top ten. Batman Returns will always be in my top ten. The movie Kill Bill will always be in my top 10. This movie is absolutely amazing. Uh, very absurd. Very dumb things. Uh, it's uh, Quentin Tarantino just paid tribute to so many different genres and styles. It's part black exploitation, part kung fu film, part just it, it, it's craziness. Uh, just like in old uh, martial arts films, when people bleed, they just shoot out blood like it's just a spout in their body <clears throat> everybody's blood is just pressurized <laughs> and i remember seeing it the first time i was like what the fuck and i'm like oh that's like the shaw brothers films oh that's what he was doing so uh tons of really cool things in this movie if you have not seen this please go out and see it it's really really cool uh the- where the hell have you been if you haven't seen it yeah, right like everyone's kind of had an idea about this it's really weird but um it's funny, the idea for this movie came right after Pulp Fiction. So Uma Thurman and Quentin Tarantino, they sat together and were thinking of a, you know, a story about just a woman getting revenge and getting screwed over. And so they worked on it for years. It's a pretty big chunk in between. And then they finally worked out Kill Bill. And then he just you know hired all his like favorite people to jump into this and uh, a ton of really cool people from genres that he loved as a kid. Uh, David Carradine, he was part of the the Kung Fu show uh, back before, when he was younger. He would just walk around and beat people up. It was a really cool before show. He, before he killed himself, beating his dick. Yeah, before he found him in the, in the closet. Just, <laughs> just, just, just <laughs> what, a, what a weird way to die for such a like known person, you know? Right? It's He's odd. like, I like beating my dick, but I got to be yeah. busy when I do it. Like, oh. <laughs> I like being in kung fu stuff and beating it where I can't breathe. <laughs> oh no, I'm fucking <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Tighter, tighter. Oh no, oh no, I'm getting sleepy. Yeah, oh no, the lemon, the lemon wedge fell out. I don't know. <laughs> 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 um, there are tons of characters. Uh, Hotori Hanzo. Hey, that name sounds familiar. Yeah, Sonny Chiba. He played him in tons of movies, and then Quentin Tarantino just had him be like. Yeah, you're like the ancestor of that Hotori Hanzo, and you make swords. Like, oh, okay. Uh, descendant. Hmm? Descendant. Yeah, descendant. Uh, Gordon Liu, he's in tons of movies. And after this movie actually came out, he got did tons more. But he was in the 36th Chamber of Shaolin back in 78. That was He was like the main character. So, I mean, he didn't have hair then. But uh, he's in tons of really cool stuff now. Uh, old girl, what's her name? Gogo. Uh, 
the crazy schoolgirl, she was in Battle Royale, the uh, you know, the movie that oh, what's that shitty book? The original Hunger Games. Yeah, yeah. Hunger Games copied. She was a crazy one. Well, they all those kids were crazy. <laughs> but this movie is full of people and tons of references. Uh the bride, she wears a yellow tracksuit with the same shoes, just like Bruce Lee in Game of Death. Uh, it's tons of just tiny little things. This movie's absolutely amazing. So if you have not seen it, please give it a shot. So uh, like always, we'll get through the story, we'll talk about it, and then we'll go through favorite and least favorite characters. Okay. Okay, so the story of Kill Bill Volume 1 is a very interesting one. Uh, it's, like I said before, it's one of my absolute favorite movies of all time. It's in that top 10. But the cool part about this movie was it was going to just be one giant movie instead of being split into two, but Quentin Tarantino didn't think people wanted to sit still for four and a half, almost five hours. Uh, soon enough, people will just not give a shit and we'll have comic book movies that are pretty close to that time. But going with this movie, they were a little afraid that people wouldn't want to sit that long, which is reasonable. I, I get it. But this movie's absolutely amazing. So it starts with a woman in a wedding dress. She's just called the bride. Uh, the whole movie, she's just called the bride. Her name is actually uh, buzzed out. Anytime someone says her name, this weird sound just happens on screen. You're not supposed to know because it's not, not really that important now. But then later on, it's like, okay, now you can know our names. It's cool now. So she is wounded, laying in a chapel in El Paso, Texas. She's all types of fucked up. And you see these bad guys just surrounding the place. And then the leader, Bill, uh, comes up and tells her that he's not a bad guy for doing this. Like, he actually is really sad that he had to shoot this place up and beat her up. Like, he didn't want to do that. And right before he shoots her in the head with his gun, the bride tells Bill that she's pregnant with his baby. Doesn't matter. So... She, oh yeah, so this movie is worked out, um, it jumps around, uh, like a lot of Tarantino films, it does not play straight ahead, it's not a beginning to end kind of movie, it hops around a lot, so in this movie, it, right after she gets shot in the head, it goes to four years later, and we meet up with the bride as she comes to the home of Vernita Green, one of her old friends that was actually part of the attack in El Paso and starts to swing on her. Uh, it's really cool. So there are chapters to this movie, and it's chapter one, but then the name of the chapter is just a two with a circle around it. So if you... And probably someone's edited this movie to be, like, legit, straight from beginning of story to end of story, the... How it goes is, she's in a coma, wakes up, gets to Tokyo, Okinawa, gets her sword, fights Lucy Liu, then makes it back to America, then fights Vernita and drives off. That's the end of the movie if you count it the same way. Uh, I'm fine with it hopping around because it was really cool and confusing first time I watched it. I was like, wait, she, but how did she wake? Oh shit, she killed her. So, the fight 
Insta starts, uh, the you'll learn that the bride is a fight on sight kind of gal, uh, my type of gal. She starts swinging, and Vernita gets caught off guard, but then she grabs a knife and starts going for it. They stop right at the front window, and then you see a school bus roll up. Vernita's kid comes into the house, and so they have a little bit of respect for each other, and they stop fighting when she comes in. And so they sit and talk about the whole situation, and Vernita tells the bride that, hey, I know you hate me. You know, we did some real shitty stuff to you, but you need to give me some type of leeway because I got a kid and I'm trying my best here. And the bride tells her, I don't give a shit what you have done in the last four years of your life because your life is forfeit and it belongs to me and I'm going to kill you. So they talk a little bit more and Renita tries to pull a sneaky on the bride and pulls out actually has a gun in the cereal box and she <laughs> tries to shoot her and misses and that's all the time that the bride needs she kicks the mug of uh tea at Renita's head she dodges it and then she just chunks a knife right into her chest one of the coolest lines in this whole situation the her daughter Nikki comes up and the bride tells her like I know this looks bad I didn't want to kill your mom in front of you because this is a pretty terrible thing for a kid to see. But when you grow up and you're still heated over this, come find me. <laughs> so uh, this just shows that the bride will stop at nothing to take out these people because she's going to get her revenge. She doesn't care who's in the way. If Nikki probably ran in her, she probably would have taken her down too. But she leaves Nikki at least she's got one parent. <laughs> uh, but it's amazing. And then there's a line from, I want to say it is The Art of War by uh, Sun Tzu. And it says that the path of revenge is it's not a straight line. It's very wild and confusing. But if you keep it as simple as you can, that's probably the easiest route to doing this. So, just like I said, the bride is like, I'm going to kill... Katie, this is it. I'm getting to Katie. Oh, these 10 people are in my way? Okay, you die. You get one warning. Get out of my way. They're like, I can't let you do it, man. Now you're dead. So, after this, we go back four years, and we meet up with the sheriff. Um, it's actually the same sheriff that was in uh, From Dust Till Dawn, and I want to say he was in Pulp Fiction at some point, but I know he was in Death Proof, and Planet Terror. So it, just about any Quentin Tarantino film, you'll see these uh, sweet-ass cops in it. So the cop realizes with his son, it's also a sheriff, and they're like, no, this was a group, and this was a, a group that knew what they were doing, and we're probably not going to find these people, and if we do find them, they're probably going to kick our ass too. And he goes up to the bride's body, and he's like, dang, this is so depressing, because someone would kill this woman that's so beautiful and pregnant, like, and then she spits in his face. And the sheriff's like, oh shit. He's like, this cocksucker ain't dead. <laughs> and so they put her in, into a hospital in the, like, coma unit. And it's really cool. But one of the other assassins find out where she is and they actually go to her room and they're gonna just 
inject her body full of poison and just be done with it. Bill gives her a call, and he tells her, like, hey, we're shitty people. We're bad people. We beat the shit out of this woman, and I shot her in the head, and she stayed alive. But the one thing we won't do is sneak into her room like some shitty, dirty little rats and kill her when she can't defend herself. That's the one thing we won't do. And so he tells her, leave her body like this. Hey, man, she'll, she might never wake up and she can just deteriorate. Whatever. If she wakes up, we'll do some more bad things to her. And Ellie accepts this because she's Bill's new girlfriend. And you find out that the bride was Bill's old girlfriend. So she's very salty at her. And he's like, but you thought that was funny, bitch. And she tells her. Never wake up. You're going to have a bad fucking day if you wake up. So now we see that the this movie has a rival. Fortunately, in this movie, we don't get to see the rival fight. In part two, it's absolutely amazing. So, <laughs> And so one day, she just wakes up from her coma four years later. But she just wakes up. Nothing happens. It's not like lightning hits the room or anything. Well, a mosquito is biting her arm. And she just wakes up. And she remembers everything up to that point. She feels her stomach and she realizes that she doesn't have a kid. And most assuredly, the kid's dead because she was in a coma. She has a plate in her head where the bullet kind of went in. And I guess it maybe went out, but that was like a six shooter. So the caliber had to have been absurd. It's weird that she... I'm not even going to get into the the facts of this movie because people's blood shoots out like a hose so i can't even like try to justify it but she doesn't have time to really think about her situation because she has to lay back down because this hospital worker comes in with a friend the same friend that was in death proof at the end when they leave the cheerleader behind with the country guy <laughs> to use his card the same car from vanishing point it's the same guy. So technically, the death proof is before Kill Bill. If you really want to sit down and work it out, I guess it, it, it gets real complicated. But it could be a relative. But um, you realize that Buck is his name. One of the guys is Buck. And he has been using coma patients for his little rape entrepreneurship so he uses their knocked out bodies and lets people just have their way with them for money and so the guy chooses the bride and he's like i'll be back in 15 you know have fun don't hit her and second he leaves he gets his throat uh tongue bit out probably his throat chewed off and the bride hops off the bed and she realizes her legs are jacked up and she can't use them it makes sense she was in a bed for four years it's going to be hard to walk. So she crawls over to the door. And Buck <laughs> comes into the room. She cuts his Achilles tendon. And kind of scoots him into the door frame. Tells him, where's Bill? And slams his head into the door. And he's like, what, what are you doing? Where's Bill? Where's Bill? Um, she gets nothing from him. And then she realizes who he is. Because it seems like right when she got there the first time... Uh, Buck was one of the first ones to say hi to her, and he tells her, my name is Buck. He, yeah, he says he's from Huntsville, Texas. Not a good place. And he tells her, my name is Buck, and I'm here to fuck. I was going to say party, like the cable version. 
And so she tells him, like, oh, you're Buck, right? And you hear the fuck, right? And he's like, oh, please don't kill me. And she mushes his head into the doorframe. It's, oh, yay, you know, rapist is gone, so I don't care. So she finds his vehicle called the Pussy Wagon. Uh, Quentin Tarantino actually owns this truck. And he sell, he rents it out to people that want it in their videos and stuff. So I know um, Missy Elliott did a video with the pussy wagon in it. Uh, I think it was, it was in, I think, two or three videos in its life. So <laughs> she hops into the car, gets into the back seat, and she just sits there because she's got to get her body functioning. And so she just tells her feet to wiggle your big toe and keeps repeating it. While that's happening, we have a sweet-ass aside, an animated aside. So um, she thinks about the first target on her list of people that need that need to die. It's Oren Ishii. So she is the leader of the Tokyo Yakuza, and she is a Japanese-American, no, Japanese-Chinese-American army brat. And her family was murdered by uh, the previous uh, Yakuza boss and when she was a child. And she vowed revenge. There's a lot of vengeance and revenge in this, in this world. So uh, she didn't have to wait long because boss Matsumoto was a pedophile. And so <laughs> she found a way into his place and dressed up like a little schoolgirl and stabbed him in the guts. And he bit down so hard his teeth broke, and then she sliced him apart. Uh, when his buddies came in to try to protect him, she shot them all up. And then she went off to become one of the coolest assassins of all time. And then Bill found her. And so, while that's happening, um, there is this sweet-ass little meeting that she has. And so, uh, it's, it's really, really cool, because one guy... Boss, was it Boss Tanaka? I think is his name. He's upset that they're taking orders from a woman to begin with, and someone that's a half breed, so Japanese Chinese, and she's American. And so, Boss Tanaka says, "Like, hey man, our ancestors are like crying in the afterlife because we're taking orders from her." And she hops up on the table, scoots over to him, cuts his head off, and tells everybody else in the room, "Hey, you know." I'm just human. I make mistakes. You know, there's things that might not be right when you hear me talk about them. And I'll tell you right now, no thing that we talk about is ever going to be taboo. Except the thing that Boss Tanaka just brought up. And she says, anyone that brings up my Chinese or Japanese heritage as a negative, I collect your fucking head. <laughs> just like this fucker here. So... Uh, she just kind of scares everybody into just being quiet about it. So, uh, already she is a bad bitch. While this is happening, the bride has traveled to Okinawa one way, because she's going to be there for a bit, to find a legendary swordsmith, swordsmith, not smith, uh, named Hattori Hanzo. So that name, he was in tons of movies, uh, as... Tarantino was a fan as a kid. Uh, Sonny Chiba, he is fucking awesome. So, he, t she talks to Hotori Hanzo and says, like, give me one of these swords. I need your swords because they're amazing. 
because I assume she wasn't in the group long enough to get a sword because Bill has one from him. You find out later, Bud, his brother, has one. Uh, L doesn't have one. So maybe it's a thing that he stopped at some point. So Hattori uh, Hanzo, he says, like, no, you are pretty good and you want to use this for a bad thing. So I can't make this for you. And she's like, yep, I have people I need to kill. And she's like, there's, you know, Hattori Hanzo says, there's no one in this world that is more important than my fucking blood oath to never make a sword again. And she writes down the name Bill. And he says, oh, shit. <laughs> That's a terrible person. So it's one of his former students. And so he tells the bride to give him a month to finish the sword. And you should work on your sword play while you're doing it. Uh, it's really cool. So he has a ceremony, and he tells the bride that this sword is so legit. This is the best sword I've ever made. He says this with no ego in his heart. He's like, this is the best sword I've ever made in my life. And should you meet God on your travels, God will be cut. Which is probably one of the most legit lines you could say in a movie of all time, full stop. One of the best lines ever. So hands of the sword and he's like good luck you got a lot to do so the bride travels to the house of blue leaves a restaurant that oren and she loves and she actually grabs her assistant sophie and has another vietnam flashback she has tons of these in this in the movie and realizes that sophie was actually there when she was getting her brakes beat off at her at her wedding and cuts her arm off Calls for Orenishi and says, we have business. We have unfinished business. And Oren's like, oh, shit. I know her. This ain't good. And so, just like a typical anime or video game, it's a one-on-one kind of fight with her subordinates. One-on-one. Then it turns to three-on-one. Then it turns into just Gogo. So, Gogo is one of her close bodyguards, and dressed like a schoolgirl, uh, really cool looking, and she has a, what is it, a mace with a blade in it. And so the bride takes her out, uh, actually with a board with a nail in it. So it's like the Simpsons, you know, it's the one thing aliens are afraid of, a board with a nail in it. Stabs her in the foot, and then mushes it into her head, and so she dies. And Oren takes out a tiny little sword, a Tonto, I believe, and she's ready to go, and then you hear motorcycles in the background and the bride closes her eyes and realizes that fuck man i gotta take out a fuck ton of people before we get to the r fight and oren tells her like you didn't think it was gonna be that easy right you weren't gonna just gonna take out six people and then me and you fight that's stupid and so the crazy 88 enter the room and this is her squad of elite fighters and she cuts her way through this giant group of people. Uh, it's a really cool fight. I want to say it's like around 10 minutes of the movie, maybe 15, where she is straight swinging on people. It's really, really good. Uh, music changes multiple times. Goes from black and white to color. Uh, it, it's fun, guys. At the end, she takes out everybody, and they make it up to the top of the restaurant. There's a Japanese garden up top, and it's snowing, and... They get ready for the fight. The bride is worn out, but 
that's what happens in these types of movies. It's all about willpower. And it makes me think, like, in a lot of anime, when the main character has to fight five billion people, they have, like, a broken arm, their eye is busted, and then the main boss is like, ha now we fight. And the fight is kind of going the way of the bad guy, and then they, like, dig deep and pull this, like, untapped power out, and it's like, damn, you were way stronger than the bad guy. Because <laughs> they went in fresh, they would have just easily won, but... It's the struggle that makes you stronger. So, Oren and the Bride, they have themselves a really, really good duel. Oren slashes the Bride in her back, a really nasty slash, and she falls down into the snow. And Oren's like, oh, silly little Caucasian girl thinks that she can run up with the big dogs and try to win a sword fight. Don't want you eat dirt. And so, Bride stands up and realizes this is going to go real quick and tells her ikuyo which means ready and they run at each other and the bride does a really cool bounce off backhanded slash and cuts the top of Oren's head off and so her hair lands in the snow and Oren's like damn now that is a Tori Hanzo sword <laughs> because it cut through me like butter the bride grabs Sophie the assistant and torches the shit out of her for information about Bill and everybody else. And she doesn't kill her. She actually tells Sophie to tell everybody else that I'm on the way. I want you, I want them to know that I want them to know that I'm on my way. And, and tell everybody that soon enough they will be as dead as Oren. <laughs> and so Bill finds Sophie and he's like, I'm so sad. That you got tortured and shit. You're still beautiful. But hey, do you think the bride still knows that her daughter's alive? And then we hear Zamfir with his sweet-ass pan flute take us out into the credits. Uh, this movie's absolutely amazing. This was going to be the midpoint of the fucking movie. I don't think they were even going to have uh, like an intermission. I think it was just going to be straight up a movie. So, volume two. I love volume two. I like volume one just a little bit more. But volume two, the genre changes. It's not a crazy anime sword fighting movie. There's still sword fighting, but it turns into a western. Absolutely turns into a western. Uh, there's a lot more guns. And people are getting buried alive and have to fight their way out. Uh, there's a lot more sand and desert situations. It, it's a legit western movie. Uh, it's really, really good. If we still have time in this month of action, uh, I think I'll do it. I don't know if anybody else will be around. I might just watch it myself and talk about it. Like I said, the series is one of my absolute favorites, so I could just talk about it. I could talk about it now and I even watch the movie. But uh, it's really fucking good. So thank you for listening. And hey, Past Otis, take it away. Okay, Steve, who was your favorite character in Kill Bill? Uh, I'm going to just have to go with uh, my girl, Oren Ishii. Uh, <laughs> Lucy Liu's character is just an absolute badass in that movie. Fucking, I mean, she's got a bunch of chumps protecting her, but, you know, whatever. You can do that when you're a crime boss. It's like, whatever, the chumps. She had a, enough of them. She didn't think one bitch was just going to be able to kill everybody. So, yeah, <laughs> I, I mean, get it. The, the chumps are there just to get them tired. Like, oh, you worn out. You yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah like the, one of my favorite scenes is when she does that little quick little 
that dude's like this half Chinese, half American bitch. And then she just, <laughs> yeah, just hear that. You'd hear them little, little, little wooden, click, 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 click. You ain't got no head. Like, oh, sink. Yeah, she was like, yeah, you'd be a racist in my face again. I'm going to kill you. <laughs> <laughs> and then, uh, yeah, I, I don't know why, but it's always stuck with me. When she, I think she, it's when she get her head cut off and she's like, Katana Natata. I'm yep. like, why are you adding all these extra, extra letters to that word? But I love it. I don't know why. I'm just like, yeah, Katana Natata. Sure. <laughs> and then her whole fight scene, I love that, like, just old school Japanese movie where it's like no music and sound. You just hear like that fucking yeah. little bamboo fountain and they're just sitting there in the snow. And then they come in with fucking like Spanish guitar, which shouldn't fit, but it so fucking does. And I'm just like, oh, oh, this scene is is all my shit. Like, why is it snowing all of a sudden? You're in Tokyo, you're in the, like the middle of downtown Tokyo, yeah, and it was no snow. Tokyo. It's snowing for some yeah, reason. Five minutes earlier, you, there was no snow, but now you're just like out in the fucking podunk japan i was like yeah i everything about that scene and that character i absolutely love <laughs> so and then you know my brother named his dog after her so <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, yeah but yeah oren, oren is is my shit especially in this first one uh daniel uh i'm gonna have to go with hattori hanzo i, lo- I love i love me some hattori hanzo man just just the way that he he had his jersey hung up in the rafter until he found out what the hell uh, the bride was in there to do. And he said, oh, shit, uh, you're going to need something special. I got you. And uh, and I like the way he tested her just by saying, you know, do you even know Japanese little girl? Like besides Arigato and, you know, and uh and the way he treated a homeboy. Uh, what was his what was his fucking name in that movie? Oh, uh I can't remember his buddy's name. Ah, yeah. Damn, but yeah. Oh, like they're, just going, they're just sitting in the back just yelling at each other. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They're just sitting in the back and he's like, Well, I'm the general. He's like, Oh, you're the general, huh? Well, if you're the general, I'm the motherfucking admiral. Hit your ass back there. <laughs> just threw a fucking uh sushi knife at his ass. Um, but yeah, you know, he's got that old school sensei vibe, you know, where he's like I made these to kill motherfuckers. They these these swords have killed so many people. What is a little what does a little American girl want to do with a sword like that? And then he just wrote she just wrote Bill and he's like, give me a couple months or give me a couple weeks. Yeah. one of my one of my favorite lines in this movie is when he says, like I say this with no ego, that this sword is so legit. Yes. If you see God in your travels, you will cut him. And I was like, God. Damn, that's a no <laughs> shit, right? Like that, how, that's a, like such a baller line. Like, yeah, yeah. He's like, this is the best sword I've ever made. <laughs> and then just the just the sound the sword makes as, as he un, unsees it. Just... Yep, that's, that's the sun hitting it. it. Makes that sound. Oh, yeah, and then they had like that that real like reverence music. Ah! I was like, yeah, that's, <laughs> yeah. That was a dope scene, man. When I was like, yeah. <laughs> There's a lot in this movie that I'm just like, yeah, no, yeah. This movie is, like, I love this movie. Dope, dude. <laughs> But yeah, uh, uh, Hattori Hanzo, man, just greatest sword maker ever. Legit. And yeah. Uh, so I just, I went with uh, The Bride. I, I love a good revenge story. This is straight an anime story. Just, and and I love that they kind of drop you in like the middle, like you're seeing like the end quotation mark of the story when she gets her cat peeled off, but it wasn't the end. Like she should have been dead. And then it's just her 
struggling through things. She's crippled, fighting rapists off, and then, you know, having a knife fight in a fucking kitchen. Well, well, yeah, the knife fight. It's like the first scene of the movie, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah, the knife fight. Yeah. 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 And you're just like, what is happening? Vivica, what you doing, baby? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, Vivica, what you doing to her? No. But I, I just love her her conviction and she's she because she tells Vivica Fox she's like hey man I know you don't like me but like you know you should give me some type of like like pity because I got a kid he's like I don't give a fuck what you did in the last five years he's like nothing's gonna make me stop from killing you and like okay just because yeah just because you decided to get knocked up just because you (laughs) I give no fucks what you're doing with your life yeah she looked she looked she looked dead at that kid after she shot after she killed her mom she was like "Mm, if in a few years yeah I was gonna say like that, you, that's you, a baller you, line too. Yeah, yeah, you can come find me. Like, damn. yeah, you come get these hands. You come get this work too. Yeah, <laughs> I'll boop you up too. Uh, <laughs> no, but the bride's amazing. Like, there's no like, no wavering in this movie. There's no wavering of anything. She's like, I'm killing all of y'all, and it's like, you know, when she sees Oren, she's like, well, I took out one person or four people. Kind of thought it would be that easy, but okay, I'll take out all these fucking dudes. I don't give a shit. I'll get to you. And she just slowly mows her way through them. It's she's the coolest, and just all the callback lines in this movie. It's not a callback, but when she tells everybody at the at the the bar, you know, it's like, "Hey, if you lost a limb, it's mine now. So leave it." I'm just like, "Hey, yep. that was pretty legit." Like, <laughs> yeah, you can keep your life, yeah. but all your keep limbs, life. I own those. Yeah, yeah. All these legs and arms, oh, no, <laughs> but them arms is mine, baby. Yeah, but no, and she's then, uh, absolutely uh, amazing. Like the way they wrote. When she slapped that little boy, she bent that little boy over his knees and said, you go home and stop fucking with the, with the Yakuza. <laughs> with the Yakuza. Now go to your mother. Yeah, right? she, I love I love when she cuts that French lady's arm off and she just, oh she just turns, ah, just, just fucking <laughs> fire hose blood on everybody. <laughs> and then she rolls just laid it the whole time. She's yeah, like, rolls, that, rolls that bitch down some fucking, yeah, <laughs> down the hill towards the hospital. Yeah. Just rolls her down the hill, bro. Just go. Yeah, and had her say, "Hey, you tell all of them that are still alive, I'm coming to kill them. You tell them I'm on my way." Like, goddamn. Like, she's like, I don't give a fuck if they know I'm alive. I think she did it smart. She need. She knew she needed to take out Oren because Oren had the fucking whole like crew. Yeah. Yeah. I was like, if she tried everybody else, she'd be all super tired and like, I, I, I don't know if I want to fight these ninety people again. (laughs) Yeah. No. She she went the right direction. Well, she needed a sword, so she's like, well. I'm in the same yeah. country, and well. yeah, and she got she had the element of surprise. If yeah, if she, if that bitch knew she was coming, she's like, well, I'm just gonna get more people. <laughs> you ain't gonna you ain't gonna surprise me when I'm having fucking dinner with my boys. It's gonna be 188, not just yeah. 88. Right. <laughs> okay. Uh, what was everybody's least favorite character? Steve. Uh, I'm gonna go with Buck. <laughs> Uh, I was like, I mean, I know he's here to party, but he's, <laughs> but he's a gross motherfucker. When he's like, got that fucking just nasty. Like, why is that Vaseline hairy? I didn't oh. just. It's always bothered me. Like, why is that jar so gross, bro? Like, why are you touching that? Just, mm. you know, everything about that. Like, so, so that's your whole thing is you let other people pay you to have sex with fucking coma patients, and then they're like, yeah, sometimes they get dry. So here's this gross Vaseline to dip your dick in, like. Everything about that's disgusting. He totally deserved to die the way he did. Yeah. Just getting his fucking head just crushed in, confused. <laughs> Where's Bill? Where's Bill? He's like, I don't know what. Who, who are you? Where's oh, Bill? Bill. <laughs> <laughs> like you totally, you totally deserve it. And I mean, you got a car called the Pussy Wagon. While it's a dope looking truck, 
the fact that it's called that and no, the reason it's, it's called it. That yellow with that fucking yeah, that's dope truck. Yeah. Fuck you. I'd, I'd, nice. I'd rock that truck. I'd get rid of pussy wagon written on it, but yeah. I want that truck. That's every <laughs> yeah. that's every Mexican's wet dream. Every yeah, little, but, uh, every but no, everybody like, named Edgar as as dreams of that car. Buck is a gross person, and yeah, like I said, he died a horrible death, and it was well deserved. Just get his fucking head just crushed. <laughs> yeah. Oh, your name is Buck, you know, and you're here to fuck, and he's like, oh, <laughs> like yeah, <laughs> fuck you. <laughs> oh, Sorry, no. you're you're here to party. <laughs> I love the dub; it's so much better. I do it. Yeah. <laughs> All right, but yeah, so yeah, fuck Buck, gross person, uh, Daniel. Uh, it's kind of hard to pick one, but I'm gonna have to go with, uh, I guess maybe the sheriff, the guy, the, that old sheriff cat that walks into the church. Yeah. McGraw. Yeah. That guy, whatever. He just was, kinda... he, was, he was your least favorite. Oh yeah. I mean, like I said, it's hard to pick one. He got his head peeled off and from dust alone. Yes, he did. Yes, he did. Um, he no, he just didn't. I mean, he, he walked in there and just lazily said, yeah, this is a fucking, everybody just got fucked. Whatever. Case closed. <laughs> Let's call it a day. I They're mean, pros. they were pros. We're not going to find them. I mean, he wasn't wrong. <laughs> small then, town, small town sheriff ain't going to find like professional assassins. <laughs> yeah, he's like, nah, we good. <laughs> I'm not dealing with this. He was like, yeah, if I go looking, I'm gonna end up like these motherfuckers. So I'm just gonna sit here quietly. <laughs> I mean, just lazy police work, and then calling her, <laughs> calling her a cunt. I'm just like, wow, okay. Let's just call a dead have a a half dead chick a cunt. All right. It's been in her face. <laughs> His face. But yeah, screw him. Uh Hodis. So it's a uh it's a tie. And sadly, one of them, uh well, uh uh Ellie. So Daryl Hannah's character, okay. because she is so much better in the second half. <laughs> it just in this one, she's just there for like one scene. She's but like, I love her scene with yeah. yeah, she's on the fucking phone. She's like, No, that bitch needs to go. No, needs to go. She's so mad about it. Like, yeah. <laughs> fucking jelly she, man she also has one of the most iconic whistle songs yeah she's like yeah. no we owe her oh you don't owe her shit shit yeah i was <laughs> like i love that line <laughs> you don't owe her shit <laughs> but no in in this half she eh, she's all right she's my least favorite i don't hate her it's just there's not enough of her just like bill there's not enough but then you know buck buck's just there i laugh every time he pops up because he's about to get his shit just pushed in so i always yep. giggle Oh, I mean, I love his scene, but yeah, he's just a oh, he's a person. terrible person. <laughs> yeah, just the fact that he's walking down the hall, that nurse walks by, and he just you, yep, yams. Okay, <laughs> okay. So let's do seven word synopsis. So I, I just have one. I could probably think up some more, but uh, Buck got fucked. Ha! I get it. <laughs> God damn it. <laughs> Uh, Steve, uh, I got two. I'm like it's the one with all the action. The second one does not have near. I mean, there's some in there, but for the most part, it's pretty true. It's it's much more story based, which yeah. it's fine because the second one is also amazing. Both these movies are great. And then my second one was like <laughs> Vivica Fox tried to sneak that bitch, just <laughs> <laughs> that pistol and that <laughs> in some serious yeah. bitch, very funny wow. bitch, very funny bitch. <laughs> Like, yeah, we're going to have a knife fight at dark on the baseball field. Like, nah. I'm like, oh, you missed. Uh, throwing knife. Ah. <laughs> Told her to stick around. 
fucked her yeah. up. <laughs> oh. Yeah, I felt. I, I always feel bad for Vipka. She just sitting there. She's like, la la. I love my life. La la. Oh no, this bitch is at my door. <laughs> <laughs> oh no, I should have should have beat her ass five years ago. Yep. <laughs> well, I mean, they shot her in the head. They thought she was dead. Yeah, I mean. Yeah. And then, I, but yeah, I always love that fight too. She's like, what you got? What what you got? And she's just fucking talking all that shit with that big ass kitchen knife. <laughs> Gotta get hype, man. Yeah, come on, bitch. What you got? <laughs> she's she's also one of my favorites. I, I like I like all the fucking the all the snakes. The deadly assassin squad or whatever. Yeah. But yeah, Daniel. Uh I got three. Kung Fu, Lost Limbs. What's not the love? Right. <laughs> my name is Buck, and I like to party. Goddamn right. Damn right. And then my last one is uh, the bride put a hundred plus people on t-shirts. <laughs> I mean, she didn't even take names. She was just nah, 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 nah. It's funny. Uh, a lot of the dudes when she was fighting in the bar, like a lot of people just got limbs cut or just cut in their chest, and that, that shuts you down. No one's fighting with a hole in their chest. But one dude, she's like on this dude's shoulders and does a front flip into a slice and cuts his man in half. Yep. <laughs> yeah. She also gave a guy the, the Joker scars. Yeah. And she went he pops up face. later. He actually gets up back up the fight. He has like uh like a towel on his mouth. He's like holding oh, it. Damn, I didn't even notice that. <laughs> yeah. But he, she cut that man in half. And Katie was like, God damn. She because she hadn't seen it in a while. I'm like, yeah, that man. Is in half. Like, well, they yeah. showed that scene where she's like doing the spin of Rooney and she's just taking yeah. legs. Yeah, I'd be if I was one of those dudes, like, oh no, she cut my foot off. I'm like, mm, she cut fucking Otis just off, up, you know, <laughs> anus to mouth and just cut in half. Like, yeah. all right. if I if I saw one of y'all get cut in half, just long ways, I'm like, Shit. you would just see me. You would just see me in the back, just oh no, and just fall over like I got killed. Like, oh. <laughs> You're one of the last guys to walk in, and you're like, "Oh God, oh shit!" Dana you just kind of cut yet. yourself across the belly with yours. And, mm. She right. split him like a banana. <laughs> right, we walk in like it's just one chick, right? Well, shit, we can go get food after. God damn, he cut good in half. He just grabs him. I'm gonna lay down and put it on top of you. Yep, I just I wait for one of those motherfuckers with the fire hose to spin and hit me with blood. Like, oh no, that means I'm dead. Uh, <laughs> drag somebody over me. Like, yeah, mm, no, nope. no, I tried. I tried so hard. <laughs> try to bend my leg underneath it so it looks like I missed my leg. Like, oh no. <laughs> Tuck my arm in in my shirt. <laughs> I missed my arm. Uh. <laughs> oh, I lost it. What was me? <laughs> okay. oh, are you done, Deepel? Uh, yeah, I'm done. <laughs> okay. This film, it came out October 10th, 2003. Jesus Christ. Mm. 18 years. Fuck. So, uh, what Jeez. do you guys think the budget for this film was? Steve, go, you, you got to guess. You can go ahead. Right. I'm gonna go seventy-five million. People, I'm gonna say maybe a hundred mil. Hundred mil. Uh, you guys went extra high. Uh, they kept it moderately cheap, I guess. Um, I know this was eighteen years ago, so the money's probably more now. But they did this for thirty million dollars. Oh, oh wow. I was yeah, I was thinking like because they got some big names. I was like, yeah. they'll probably want big contracts. And then yeah, it's not a whole like the most special effects, but there's a lot of shit that happens in this movie. So yeah, I think Tarantino just packs. called in favors 
for it. Probably. Probably. I mean, Uma Thurman, Sam Jackson, all them. Well, weren't they married? Weren't Uma and... Uh, no. They just real good friends. Quentin married at this time? No? Mm-mm. No, they just real good friends. Yeah, I was like, there's... Yeah. I was like, most of, I mean, most of the people in, in this movie show up in other Tarantino yeah. movies. So yeah. Like, he was like, yeah, we'll give you a discount. <laughs> and they know his films make money, so they're like, shit, yeah. I'd be dumb to say no. Yeah. Right. Okay, so what do you guys think the box office was? I'm gonna go back with 75. Okay. Almost it was done. rated R, so yeah, I mean it's rated R, so it's not gonna be blowing the fucking doors off. I don't yeah. think. Do you pile? Uh I'm gonna say they doubled up 60. 60. Uh you guys yeah. it's funny, I went opposite both ways. This movie made 180 million dollars. God. Ooh. All right, Ooh. good for that. Yeah, it's everyone. I remember seeing the trailers for it, and I was like, "Damn, that looks weird and cool, and like it's everything I want." And so, yeah, remember me and you were pretty hyped about that. Yeah, (laughs) so just everybody and their mom went to like check this out. This movie made crazy money, and it's funny. It was supposed to be just be one big movie. It was gonna be four and change hours long, and then someone told Quentin that no one's gonna sit there that long for that type of movie. And then later he did Grindhouse. But in 2003, <laughs> that was possible. So he was like, okay, I'll cut it in half. And that's why the two movies have this weird tonal shift. It's like Kung Fu, Crazy Blood, and it's like Western. I'm like, it's fucking weird. I like that. But I like that. Yeah. Yeah, it worked. It'd have been cooler Definitely. if you were just sitting in a theater and it just changes like as you're watching. You're like, <laughs> what's this? Why is it a Western now? I'm like, dang, okay, okay. But no, it's it. Yeah, this movie's absolutely amazing. So, uh, does anybody have anything else to say about Kill Bill? Yeah, if you haven't watched it, you you're an idiot. Watch both of them; they're both great. Yeah, I like the first one a little bit more, but that's because I like the the two big fights with the the two she kills in this one. Spoilers, mm-hmm. but I like those fights. I the second one's great, but I like the first one just a little bit more. Those are they're very well choreographed. I'll I'll, I'll hand them that, dude. Because yeah. Oh yeah. No, it's it's really fun. I, I enjoy it. The music, everything just got set up right in this. So it's it's absolutely amazing. Uh there's really good lines in the second movie. Uh especially when she's getting buried alive. Just some of my right. favorite lines of all time. Yep. <laughs> Great soundtrack too. Keep acting up. I'll empty this whole can of mace right in your eye. Burn them out. The soundtrack. I I love the soundtrack to, to oh, this one. Absolutely amazing. On uh Every Friday when I'm driving home, I have like a soundtrack and it's like I have the what Green Hornet. You better have song. that Green Hornet. Yeah, I was gonna yeah. say you better have the Green Hornet playing. And then uh that Malaganya Salarosa, that's like the end of the second one. But I have all these songs from the soundtrack and I'm like, damn, that's oh, what is what is the name when it's like the one that was bad radio used for a while? Just, uh, oh, dude, dude, dude. Oh, uh Battle when they're walking in Honor Humanity. Yeah, it's like Battle for it's Battle for Honor or something like that. Yeah, that one, that song is awesome. Just, Hell yeah, you get uh, slow mo. Like, yeah. <laughs> yeah. And then, of course, the famous. Uh, ooh, 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 ooh. Yeah, by the five, six, seven, eights. Yeah, the five, six, seven, eights. Made them famous. Well, they probably were big in Japan, but like Quintantino like, heard their music as he was boarding the plane. He's like, hold up. He's like, what, who is that? What, what is this? He's like, oh, five, six, seven, eights. He's like, I need that CD. <laughs> He's like, well, yep. you don't have time to buy a CD. He's like, no, no, give me your CD. Like, give me yours, and I'll pay you. 
and he <laughs> got a CD from a store that was playing it. And he's like, cool, I'll be back. <laughs> and I'm going to hire these women <laughs> to be in my movie. Uh, um, was it the, the song that plays when she's, when she sees everybody, the red song, like oh, yeah, the, 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 just the siren. Yeah. The yeah, siren. Yeah. Yeah, is that from something or was that for this movie? It's, it's from a show. It's Quincy Jones made it. Was it okay. Rawhide or Ironhide? I forgot mm. the name of it, but yeah, it's yeah Quincy Jones because I had the uh, subtitles on and it popped up and said uh, Ironside by Quincy Jones. I was like, what? what? <laughs> <laughs> like, yeah, about to fight. Right? Yeah, so it was a he was a consultant for a San Francisco Police Department and he was paralyzed. And so oh. it's just it, that's the name of the show, Ironside. Oh, oh, that's why it's called Ironside because he's in a wheelchair. Yeah, God but damn. yeah, that was apparently like the opening. It's the opening of the the show. Such a interesting, <laughs> right? Like that's an intense song for that premise. But no, it's it's really cool. Like the influences in this movie are absolutely amazing. So, like seriously, give this movie a shot. You should have a good time with it. Like something will make you laugh, something will make you like, oh goddamn! Like there's something there, and plus yeah. you get to see Lucy Liu, and she's the best. Yep. But it's definitely one of those movies. If you haven't seen it by now, you probably have you need been to like first, act- actively avoiding it. Like, yeah, you've, there's something about it that you like. If you haven't seen it, you're like, I don't want to watch that movie because stupid reason. Yeah, because no, this it, is such a solid movie. Like you should really give it a chance. It's really good. Yep. Okay, so. Uh, if you have any other cool fun facts about action movies, you can tweet us at oh, okay, he's not here. Allentown Pod. No, Allentown Presents. We have an email. It's allentownpresents at gmail.com and we have a Facebook at Allentown Pod. I think I got those backwards. But uh, So thank you for listening. We'll be back <laughs> next week with another action film. We got to figure out what we're doing. But um, we'll work it out. It'll be something good. We'll probably, probably watch, won't uh, be Kill Bill 2. But... Yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> I haven't told the guys, but we should watch Armageddon and get everybody. No, sad. false. I'm not watching that movie. I told I won't be. I won't be here next week. Then I told Katie, I was like, we should watch Armageddon. She's like, no, the fuck, we should. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you, Katie. I was like, I'm sorry, I got swung on when that movie was. No, right. it's it's not that it got swung on. Is I sat there, I watched that movie in theater, and I was just. It's like, what am I watching? It was just yeah. garbage. I mean, don't want to go. Uh, a lot of useless people in that movie. Cause I miss you, baby, but I don't want to miss a thing. Sorry that asteroid touched you, man. No, it's not the <laughs> asteroid touched me. That movie touched me. I felt like it raped me as I was watching it. It was so bad. The asteroid blew up. Oh, it was more asteroids God. touching them. He's like, yeah. it's, it's better than Deep Impact, which came out about the same time. But it's God. like that's like saying, oh, this piece of dog shit is less gross than this piece of cat shit. Like they're both <laughs> shit, and I don't and I don't want anything to do with them. Damn it. <laughs> okay, so thank you for listening, and we we'll back next week with another one. Okay, bye guys. Bye. bye.